Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Hello everyone, this is Coach Dave, and welcome to the Play Big Show. I am Coach Dave, and I am here with my faithful assistant and guest and co-host. Assistant isn't really the right word. Co-host! <laughs> I'm here! Sienna, woohoo! So hopefully you enjoyed, if you called in a little early, you enjoyed our virtual house band, Trio Globo. Definitely go check out their website and buy their amazing uh, music. We'll play a little bit more of their music here later in the show. And uh, we're very excited about that. And this is show 603, uh, counting from the Coachville Caffeine days. And it is Play Big in the World show number two. How cool is that? Woohoo! <laughs> so I am pumped up today because, um, oh, hold on, I'm pumped up, right? So that's big news. Alert the media! <laughs> <laughs> Deanna, quick, send out a press release. Dave was pumped up today. I'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah, shocking, I know. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Dave is pumped up. <laughs> well, I'm very excited. I am excited that uh, I have all my technical challenges resolved. We have uh, music going. And that is uh, a beautiful thing. And uh, we have a show and we have uh, guests. And uh, we don't have any guests. We just have each other. But we have listeners on the show. And that is a beautiful thing for our second Play Big Show. And and um, we, are, we are going to put a call out, and we'll put a call out right now to all of you listeners on the show. We are, um, we are really excited about the Play Big Show and creating a venue to bring awareness to people who are playing big in the world and to share their stories and to share how they're contributing to the inspiration economy by adding value and boosting their personal economies in the process. And also to share about how coaching has made an impact in some way in their lives. And we will do whatever it takes to pull out the coaching angles of these stories. <laughs> we will let no guest get off the show until they tell us about how coaching made a difference in their lives. <laughs> I mean, there are a few other shows in the world that focus on people who are doing really good things, but they don't focus on how coaching made a difference. Uh, so that will be our special angle here on the Play Big Show. So we're very excited about that. And so um, anyway, the, seg my, the segue back around why I brought this up in the first place <laughs> was we are going to put together a Play Big production team because Deanna um, is going to tell a story in a moment about how having a big team makes things better. And it's a great point that she's about to tell. And so in line with that, we are putting a call out 
to people who want to join our Play Big Show as part of our production team. And part of the production team for the Play Big Show means we will get together uh, for an hour a week on Monday morning, probably at 11 a.m. Eastern. And we will talk about ideas for guests we should have on the show. From And you can determine guests for the show by listening to other radio shows and the guests that they have or reading magazines. Like, you know, every time I read Ode Magazine, I think, oh, we should have them on the show. Oh, we should have them on the show. So um, it'll be about identifying people we should have on the show and then um, going after them, getting on the phone, calling them up seeing if they would be interested in being a guest on the show. And, you know, when the show was the caffeine show and it was about coaching, we, you know, obviously we could get coaches on the show. and We did a lot of that, and that was awesome. But now that it's the Play Big Show, we really have a big, wide-open field. It's basically anyone who's adding value to the lives of others could be a guest on our show. So uh, that creates a big, open field of opportunity. And so uh, if you would be interested in being on our Play Big production team, helping us, uh, you know, identify amazing people who should be guests, or uh, helping us to track down and invite the people that we identify. If, if that, if you don't, if you could see yourself making a few phone calls on our behalf, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, I think we can find a way to make this uh, uh, a great experience for everyone and uh, everyone on the team. And that reminds me of another thought. Deanna, hold on to that story. We'll get there in a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to a few things. So. <laughs> yeah, hold on to that story. So listen to this. So I've been coaching a lot of people lately. And using our new world power method. And the world power method is all about transitioning, transforming, your life from a life of willpower to get things done to a life of world power to have what you want to have happen in the world. And world power is about designing the nine environments of you that were originally articulated by Thomas Leonard and designing them in such a way that you become inspired and that the world keeps pulling you forward to become who you want to become as a great player. So that's the idea. So I have a few clients that I'm specifically doing this with. Like this is all we do. We get on the phone and we go through the steps of the World Power Method. And it, it starts with designing your World Power Academy of Becoming, which is awesome. And then we create power patterns. And then we go into each of the environments and start designing and zap tolerations and design experiments, all kinds of great stuff. So anyway... Um, I was creating a power pattern with one of my players the other day, and it really was so hilarious that I thought, wow, I want to do that myself. And then I shared it with another player today, and she was like, oh, I want that. So I figured I'll share it with everybody. So you know how some guys, a lot of guys, and some women, maybe more women than I would know, have what I call drinking buddies. Guys tend to have drinking buddies. I don't know. Deanna, do women have drinking buddies? Um, I think sometimes. 
I mean, I'm sort of thinking, like, if I think of, I don't know if the girls on Sex in the City were in any way uh, representative of the rest of the girls buddies. of the world. But I would call them drinking buddies. Yeah. Right. They get together, you know, have a few drinks, talk about life. You know, maybe they meet in a diner, too. But I would call them drinking buddies, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and lots of guys have drinking buddies. So I was coaching this one guy, and he has drinking buddies. And we were talking about his environments. And what we realized was he doesn't have people in his world to talk about big ideas with. And that's what he loves to do way more than drinking. He loves, you know, reading a great book, talking about it, seeing how he can apply it to business, to his business, other businesses. He loves that kind of stuff. So we came up with this power pattern for his world. You're going to love this. It's called... Thinking buddies. (laughs) Thinking buddies. That's what I need. I don't drink, so I don't need drinking buddies. I need some thinking buddies. See, now that I can totally relate to. Um, In Philadelphia, when I lived in Philadelphia, I had a massive team of thinking buddies. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we used to meet at this perfect environment for that kind of conversation. This little bizarre breakfast slash brunch nook in South Philly where only the quirkiest of thinking buddies would go for. (laughs) (laughs) And some of the most amazing things. I mean, we would leave those times. And it was a multitude of people that I would meet with there. And we'd sit down and have some whatever was on the menu because the menu was always funky. We'd have some funky breakfast or brunch and leave there so wound up that we could barely contain ourselves. And whatever we were doing and, and being at the moment was just amplified a thousand times. And, and you would just fly home with this enormous amount of creativity and desire to do something. Um, so I get that because it's powerful, and I don't have that down here. Um, and, exactly. And that's a big deal. I know. It's a really cool idea. I mean, I have some virtual thinking buddies, but I realize I want live and in-person thinking buddies. It's true because it's you know, different. It's energy it's different. and you feed off of each other. And yeah, it, Exactly. Eat good food while you're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, and eat some good food, talk about some big ideas, talk about business. What are you doing? What are you doing? How are you doing that? Oh, I learned this this week. Oh, that's cool. You know, that kind of stuff is totally energizing. So I am recommending for all of us to put together our personal thinking buddy groups (laughs) and and to share your story. Well, So I'm going to write a blog post about this uh, since I'm – now going to become the uh, some kind of a, I, I don't think I'll go for full-on social media maven, but I am going to start sharing things. So You're I'm going to start embracing the social media. <laughs> I am going to embrace the social media. Speaking of that, so thinking buddies, thinking buddies, right? So anyway, um, next week we will not have a show. It'll be July 4th here in the USA, and I'm taking a one-week break. I'm going to Fort Lauderdale to sit in the sun and sleep a lot and uh, recharge my solar batteries and, and every other kind of battery. And I've decided that my 
the one thing I'm going to do while I'm there, besides read some books and meditate and sit on the beach and sleep, is I'm going to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, folks, you hear it, heard it here first. So if you want to, if you want to uh, tweet along with me on my vacation in Fort Lauderdale, you can tune in. And I think I'm going to follow uh, the captain's advice from the other day, and, and I'm going to start a, a, uh, a personal tweet account about my own personal Twitters. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, Deanna, do you think my Twitter account should be Dave Buck or should it be Coach Dave? That's a good question. Kind of like both. I mean, it's good for Dave Buck because I'm going to rejuice my uh, DaveBuck.com website. But I also like Coach Dave because that will kind of add a little coaching zip to my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I, I'm, I, need, I need to defer on that answer for a moment. <laughs> All right. Well, think let about it. Let me process that one for a little bit. If you have any inclination along the way, uh, let me know. And uh, folks listening, folks listening, if you uh, have a, an opinion about whether I should tweet as Dave Buck or as Coach Dave, please send me a note to CoachDave at CoachVille.com and let me know what you think my Twitter name should be. <laughs> I would love to hear from you about that. And also, please let me know if you are inspired by the idea of creating Thinking Buddies. I would love to hear about that as well. Uh, so that is all good. So anyway, any, I'll be taking a break next week. We will not have a show next Monday, July 4th uh, for USA Holiday. And uh, in the meantime, we would love to, to begin putting together our Play Big production team for the show. So if you would be interested in doing that or know someone who might, someone who's like a good producer type who would be inspired by what we're doing and would uh, be willing to be a part of our great team and volunteer an hour or two a week to uh, be on the call and maybe make a few phone calls. Uh, that would be great. And if, you, um, if you're so inclined, you could also uh, uh, be a guest on the show or co-interview the, the person that you um, get onto the show. So certainly if, you're, if you are interested in production and uh, – getting behind the mic and, uh, and, and getting on the show, that would certainly be uh, possible as well. So we can talk about any of those things if you're interested. So we're putting a call out to our faithful uh, listeners from the Coachville Caffeine days and really creating something new and amazing that will be a great fit for Coachville, but also for Lifeville. All right, so Deanna, my uh, co-host, did some crazy thing this past weekend <laughs> it wasn't crazy it's actually fabulous <laughs> all right fabulous and crazy a 24-hour walkathon. yeah well you know what there are an enormously large amount of people on this team um this is the so hold on take a step back what is this all about this walkathon thing this, this is American Cancer Society's biggest fundraising event. And um, it is a, 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 I mean, it could be 
Um, I think it is by far the largest fundraising event that happens in this country because it is everywhere. I mean, everywhere there are Relays for Life. And um, this is my first one. I've never been to one before. And um, I've heard about them, but um, for some of you who have listened over the course of the past, um, since September, you know that my partner was diagnosed with leukemia in May. And so Relay for Life has definitely taken on a whole new concept for me. And I have family who has done it now for eight years in a row. Um, and how Relay for Life works is you, you form a team. And that team goes to wherever the event is. And right now they're happening everywhere. So if you're interested, just type it in and you will find Relay for Life all over. Um, but you go to where this event was. And it was interesting for me because the event that I participated in was in my high school's football stadium. Um, the last time I was where was there was when I graduated high school. There you go. <laughs> so, so it was just just this bizarre little memory thing. Um, but my so I'm at my high school football stadium. And they actually have a real track there with that fabulous squishy um, track. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Easy yeah. on the knees. Yeah, seriously. But what happens is your team goes there and commits for to be there with someone on the track for the entire 24 hours. So someone on this team had to be walking for the full time. And uh, most teams have some kind of baton or something that they pass off. Our baton is an S because the original team is their their celebration. Their last name is Sell, S-E-L-L. And so um, they are the first members in my family to start this team. We've had multiple leukemia um, diagnosis in my family, so this is an honor of the two oh. people who have gone before us and, and um, did not survive. Oh. So we, um, I went there for the first time yesterday, and, um, I mean, the, the energy that was there, because it wasn't just my family's team. It was an entire football field full of tents on the outskirts of the football field on, you know, on the inside of the track are all these tents, and these are all the teams that have joined this particular event. Wow. To do How many teams were there at your event? Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally sure. It was, it was big, so it was enough to wrap around the whole football stadium, the, the whole inside of the track. Um, well, I do if you were, that, when you were walking, how many people were walking at the same time you were walking? At the biggest... So the biggest part, the part where the most amounts of people were walki walking, there were probably two to 300 people walking for the luminaria um, part. So there's stuff that happens during, out the, whole, during the whole day. And there's one particular part at night where it is very much the you are walking to honor those who have gone before you and those who are fighting now. And it's candlelit. Wow. And, and, and it's pretty powerful. And so at that point, that's when the most amount of people are walking at one time. There's one team who does this every year. Their team runs for the full 24 hours. Whoa. So they have a runner on the track the whole time. Um, yeah. and, but, you know, and, and the whole idea of the bigger your team, the easier it is, is, is true. If you are going to have a group of people walking for 24 hours, the more people you have on the team, yeah. the less 
one person bears the burden. Yes. Um, and and that was a big lesson that I was learning while I was there. Um, and, and it was even bigger than that um, because it, this is the first time I've gone. And I, I went, and then I went home for a while, and then I came back. Um, but I, I will be very honest and vulnerable in saying that I walked through the gate the first time I got there, took a look at what was happening, and realized, you know, it, my coach thinking process is always happening. My first thought was, oh, my God, my team that supports me and, and, and supports Blake and I and our journey is so much bigger than I ever thought. Mm. And because here was this whole massive group of people walking to raise money for research for the cure. Awesome. And it was overwhelming, and I have to say, I started crying. And I cried no for, about, for about 45 minutes. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and it was just the realization, I mean, the, the whole theme of teams was rampant through the day. And so it was just not my family's team and what we all meant to each other through the fight, but the people that were around us. And the sense of community there while working towards a common pers- purpose was, was just unbelievable. That's really cool. I, mean, it was I think so this is the perfect time for a brief musical interlude. Yeah, seriously. All right. <laughs> so we're going to have musical interludes now on the show. So just pick up on this groove for one minute and get your juices flowing. And we'll come back to Coach Deanne and learn more about how the size of your team matters. Yes, folks, it's true. Size does matter. <laughs> Global, by the way. That's Trio Globo. That's their song, Steering by Stars. Great song. Love it. And uh, Trio Globo, we've adopted them as our virtual house band here on the show, so that is awesome, too. All right. Let's get back to weighty conversation now that we've had a little upliftment of spirits. All right. So the size of the team matters. Do tell. Yeah, the, seriously, the size of the team matters, and crazy things happened that were super, so I cried, and, and it was sad, and it was melancholy, but then the rest of it was super, super powerful and inspirational, because they do crazy things at this event, um, and it was all about what teams can do, and one of them was, um, so there's this thing that you can do with gum wrappers, they, people 
have been doing it for a long time. It's kind of this folk arty thing where you, you fold gum wrappers into this particular way, and you can make this really strong chain. Okay. People make purses with them and belts with them. And, you know, this whole idea of a bigger team and how you can you bond together and get stronger, um, but, but for significant positive movement forward, for some reason, this particular Real Life for Life decided to illustrate that okay. by having each team raise $800 in ones. And those $800 in ones had to be folded by the team into one of these chains. Okay. So you had and to fold up your $1 bills. Yes. Yeah, so the whole idea was to create this really strong chain of $1 bills given to teams that would then be combined with the rest of the team and to be big enough. So there were enough teams there where each team had $800. It would actually... Um, circle the entire track. Wow. And, and they did it. <laughs> I mean, it, it happened. I mean, there was this, and it was $26,000. Um, Holy but, cow. But what this, what this group of teams did when they came together was phenomenal. Before the event started, there was already $150,000 raised. I don't know what the total is now, but when I started talking to people about it, I found out that Ocean City, New Jersey's event raised $1 million, or 859000 was their goal, was where they were, and they were shooting for $1 million. Wow. And, and their event was this weekend, too. And I started to think about that, and I started to think about how, as coaches, we get so caught up in what we do individually and with our clients that we're yes. forgetting. And it really comes back to what you said, thinking buddies. I mean, it's that team mm. thing and having your thinking yeah. buddies. And I feel like I have this great advantage, and so do you. We have this great advantage because we have a massive team of coaches that we're talking to all the time. Um, because at Coachville, we get to do that. And, and, and a student asked me a question last week, and it was while I was at this event that it – I said, oh, that's the difference. And, and they, she said, you know, you come to class all the time and you're so wound up and you're so full of energy. And, Dave, you did exactly that when you came to this call today um, because that's how you are. I'm pumped up. Is that a broadcast? Is that news or what? Right. <laughs> we're both always pumped up, and it's because we've got a team. Right. That definitely helps. Yeah, seriously. I mean, and and you know, it was just it's that idea of when you have the team befo- behind you or you have your thinking buddies, it it is different and it's energy giving in an enormous yes. way. Yes, exactly. And that's a big big idea behind world power also is that, you know, anything worth doing, you know, Thomas used to say anything worth doing is worth doing with other people. Right? So it's not what you can do alone. It's what can you do as a part of something bigger. This whole together we play better concept that we've been talking about at Lifeville and, and for Coachville and, and teaming up. So really it's all about how do we create ways to team up in, in a variety of different ways to help each other with inspiration, to help each other um, in business, to help each other in all sorts of ways.
but it's it's essential that you feel like you are part of a team, part of something bigger, uh, because it does. We're social animals, right? I mean that that's the whole idea. We are social animals. We get our energy through social connections. So I think this is an awesome thing that you're talking about, Deanna. It's such a great. Uh, the experience was so perfect because it really amplifies this key idea of how we can play better together. Now, and, and the funny thing is, uh, um, I'm a super social person. I always have been. Um, but for some reason, when I first started coaching, and even up, I mean, it really, the conversion didn't happen until I took this role here at Coachville. Um, I just didn't see... And and it's so weird and contrary to who I am. So it seems weird for me to even say it out loud. Um, But I just didn't see the value of building a team for coaching. And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, what do I need to, to connect with other coaches for? I need to connect with the people who I want to serve, the people who I want to be my clients, my players. Right, right, right. And I didn't ever spend time trying to build my team and that suddenly become very very important to me and i thought well how how was it i'm usually an early adopter of everything <laughs> i'm always the one well, will take a leap first if something's new or something's different or an idea is big in whatever i'm doing i'm an early adopter and i've fought this one and so that makes me believe there's if if someone like me who is super social and is an early adopter is fighting it there's probably a lot of coaches who are and aren't seeing the value of it. Yes. And, and, and how important it really is. Yeah, it's a great point. It's, and it's, it's essential, I think, to keep your batteries going. You need to be getting inspired by others. And it's also good to have friendly competition you know, oh, you did that. Wow, that's awesome. I got to do something like that. You know, it's like the friendly competition in is com- friendly competition is where you get inspired by the great things that other people do and it makes you want to do great things. That's a good form of friendly competition. So, you want to have some of that. Plus, the other thing is in terms of coaches, it makes so much sense to team up with other coaches because if you're doing any kind of visibility actions, you're meeting a fair number of people. And it's pretty rare, not pretty rare, but most of the people you meet, you are not a good fit for them as a coach. I mean, you can't coach everyone. There's just like certain people you have a perfect resonance with, certain timing with that you should coach. And everyone else, you should be saying, hey, you need a coach. It's probably not me, but I have a whole team of coaches you should jump on board with one of them. Here's how you check it out. And and that's I think that really makes sense because then everyone on the team, through all of their visibility efforts, creates visibility for the whole team, not just for themselves. And then you get this multiplier effect. And this is a really, I think, a powerful idea, and this is uh, something we've been really playing with creating for a long time, and we're so, so close to uh, launching it with our, um, our pro coach uh, membership and the find a coach uh, feature, but we're going to have the ability to create city sites. So we'll have 
you know, Coachville, Boston, or Coachville, Philadelphia, or Coachville, New York, Coachville, Denver, Coachville, Stockholm. And the coaches in those cities can band together and, and have their own uh, Coachville site and their own find a coach so that all the coaches on that team, you know, whether it's 10 or 20 or 50 or 100, all the coaches on that team can support the whole team through their visibility efforts. And then you can say, you know, if you meet someone, you say, oh, just go to Coachville, New York, and find a coach. You can find me there. You can find all my colleagues there. And then it becomes uh, an easy thing for all coaches to support the team while they're helping themselves. And if everyone does that together soon, it'll, every coach will have a full practice because we're all doing so much energy and effort to create visibility, but very little of that visibility can we leverage ourselves personally, but the rest of the team could make great use of it. So that's really one of the big ideas behind the, the Coachville City sites, and then certainly have the ability to create any kind of subsite or subset of uh, coaches that want to team up and be found in, in that way. So there's a lot of big possibilities there that we'll be uh, talking about, and software is just about done. I've been testing it and, and uh, by the tech team, so we're going to be doing some really cool things like that in the, in the near future, too. And so it's great that we have this conversation to set the stage for that. So that's cool. It is. You know, and I think um, uh, even outside of referrals, just like the energy that it brings to your own coaching practice when you're talking with other yes. coaches, even if it's not, I mean, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to share any um, details here. But d I went to, to Dave's house to work on a particularly fun project last week. Yes. <laughs> and I have to say that it was so fun, people, that when I left there, my cheeks hurt from laughing so much. Um, <laughs> but that energy has sort of carried me through this weekend, and I've actually been referencing it and telling pieces of what was so funny um, to family members. And, you know, so it's just this kind of when you are, when you do have, like, your thinking buddies or, or your team of coaches, it becomes a different experience because you get to bounce pe things off of people, and the energy that happens when you're doing that um, I don't know. There's something really magical about that process. Yes. And, you know, and, and I've certainly been riding off of some goofiness, goofiness in a good way, people. The goofiness to me is a positive thing. Right, 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 right. Riding <laughs> off of the goofiness of what Dave and I were playing with on Thursday. And it, it, <laughs> that's one of the things that, that had me thinking while I was um, out walking with my team. And I was thinking, you know, I used to have that all the time, and it's funny mm. that you brought up the, the the thinking buddies thing, and I've just been in this total team mode, but it's true. Like, if I had to do Relay for Life by myself and walk for 24 hours on a track, oh, my God, first off, I'd have to take the next two weeks off. Right. We don't need – we can't afford that right now. We need yeah. you. Seriously. So it's just it's just not possible, but – you know, coaches are doing that all the time, every day, trying to do everything themselves without a team for support or to pass off the baton. Yeah, that's and a great point. It's, 
it was a huge learning lesson for me and and I was thinking why have I resisted this so much? This is totally who I am. I play on teams. I love playing on teams. Right. I think a lot of coaches love playing on teams. I think what we haven't figured out is how to create teams for for our business purposes. Right. And um, I think there's also probably some inner resistance to to teaming up in some ways maybe feeling like, well, who am I and why do they want to be on my team? And, you know, I think there's probably some vulnerability around the inner side of this, too, that, that gets in the way. Well, I'll be honest with with you. Like, I was thinking, well, why would I team with coaches? Because I'm, I talk a lot and I have a lot of ideas. And if I'm talking and having a lot of ideas, then – my ideas become their ideas, and then they're not mine anymore. Right. And I wanted to cling to that. And um, it took my experience here with Coachville to to realize, and that's not how I play and in any other arena. I very much like to share my toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in, in coaching, for some reason, I wanted to, like, have everything be super secret and Right, it's mine, 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 mine. (laughs) Yes, and then I came here, and suddenly it was, no, wait, I want to tell everybody. I'm going to tell people in class because, you know, these are, this this, this is easier, or I'm going to start telling, I'm telling, I'm going to tell everybody. Yes. And um, I realized that, you know, my, 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 mine is clearly not the right way. And it's very energy draining. It is. And, and, and it's a great um, point. Yeah. And it, I think that's I think that is really the biggest thing. Like we feel like, oh, you know, I don't want to share my big idea with the competition. Yeah, seriously, seriously. And I know a lot of people I've talked to through the years that are coaches that had that sentiment, like, oh, I don't want to talk with other coaches because they're going to steal my ideas and that kind of thing. And it's like, you know what? That's not how ideas play in the world. Right. Ideas don't play in the world as mine. They play in the world as shared. And, and even if someone did use your idea to launch something else, then you could go, oh, damn, they did something really cool with an idea similar to what I said. I better get off my butt and do something. It would be good for you in the long run if it happened like that. But also the reality is, so if someone gave you and I right now this really great idea and both of us got off this call and did something with it, what my version of the idea would be and your version of the idea would be would be completely different. There's no way they would be the same no. because you would bring Dave to the experience and I would be bring Deanna to the experience. Let's hope and so. Yeah, and there would be some similarity, <laughs> but they would be still a completely different thing. You know, exactly. it's not like everybody who goes through the World Power Method um, class at Coachville goes out and has the exact same coaching practice, and it's the same with ideas. And I don't know why it took me forever to get to that point. Well, I don't um, know either, but I think this is time for a musical interlude. <laughs> I think so, too. Here we go.
right, a little musical interlude from our virtual house band, Trio Globo. Thank you for that. I like having a house band. <laughs> yeah, isn't that cool? I feel like we should start having, um, you know, top ten lists and animal guests. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will have those things. We will have top ten lists and animal guests. Well, I don't know about the animal guests, but for sure we will have top ten lists. I, that I can tell you. <laughs> All right, this is awesome. Well, I think since you brought up top ten list, we should have a top ten list right now. <laughs> An impromptu top ten list. Well, let's, I think we should share our top ten reasons to become a coach. Ah, yes. Oh, my God, I don't have that list in front of me, but you have it, and it's a great list. It is a great list, and you can find it on the Coachville website, folks, if you just go to coachville.com and in our amazing new super menu at the top of the page, if you click on the Connect button for resources, over on the right-hand side column, you'll see Top 10 Reasons to Coach. And uh, you can follow along at home if you like. So I guess we should do this uh, David Letterman style. You know, we have all these top ten lists that Thomas wrote, so I think that would be really fun if we, uh, if we uh, on, have, a, have a top ten time to time on the show. I think that would be a hoot. Yes. <laughs> all right. You're going to need cards and pencils to throw. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will throw a pencil when I finish a top ten list. All right, number ten. Change the world one player at a time. That is a great reason to become a coach. We love that. Ultimately, this is why we do what we do, right? Change the world one player at a time. Number nine, expand your cultural awareness. As you coach people in different parts of the world, uh, different parts of the country even, different cultures, you greatly expand your cultural awareness. And this is one of the most powerful, a really powerful reason to be a coach. Number eight. Feel feel free to chime in at any time if you like. (laughs) This is one of my favorites. (laughs) Number eight. Rigorous personal growth for you, the coach. Every player you coach is a mirror. Big one. How true is that? Teachers teach what they need to learn. They sure do. (laughs) (laughs) So when you start, it's amazing. I was, you know, like my, I was talking about this World Power Method uh, player. We came up with this thinking buddies. I'm like, dang, I need thinking buddies. That is awesome. Like I, I, I I was coaching myself big time. I do that all the time. Yeah, it's really so fun. Okay, number seven. Build true wealth in all areas. So when you're coaching, you're building your wealth all the time. You're adding to your experiences and your knowledge, your character, community, your energy, your spirit, cash flow, too, your talent. All of these things increase. Every time you coach. And the thing that's so awesome about building true wealth, every experience your player has becomes an experience you now understand 
So not only do you get the benefit of your own experiences, you get the benefit of all your players' experiences. So you just dramatically and rapidly build your wealth of experience by coaching. It is so huge. Uh, number six is one of my favorites. <laughs> well, Deanna, why don't you go ahead and share reason number six to uh, reason, become a coach? Reason number six resonates with me. Justify your craving for lifelong learning. I am one of those people who always said, why doesn't someone just pay me to go to school forever? Right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I became a coach. <laughs> and look what happened. Ah. Now I now I get to read books, not just because I'm a book geek, but because there's something in there I can share with my clients and, and with exactly. students at Coachville and on here. We, I mean, it's like Dave and I have our own book club. Yeah, it is like a book club. Seriously. Perfect. Such a great point. All right, here we go. Number five, reason to become a coach. It is the optimal way to transform your life experiences into value for others. Love that one. Everything you have done and everything you will do becomes full of meaning and possibility because when you're a coach, everything becomes something you can share with your players. And that is so cool. I mean, we all want our lives to have meaning and purpose. And when you're a coach... Everything you've ever done has a new purpose because now it can add value to others. It's, well, it's so cool. Yeah, what's significant about that one, and, and this, this, is become, this comes up in Become a Coach Game a lot because this, the people who come to Become a Coach Game haven't adapted that as part of their thought process about what being a coach is yet. And um, so that particular top ten reason is a huge topic of conversation in that class. Um, and... You know, it's not just like the super positive experiences you've had. Like any kind of difficult moment lets you resonate with people who have been too. And and, um, so there's just so much that each person can bring to the game. And I think that's an area where people are um, sort of selling themselves short on a Mm -hmm. fairly regular basis. Yeah, they don't realize that that time where you were really struggling becomes an asset to your coaching business. I mean, in the Become a Coach game, the question comes up all the time. How can I be a coach? I look at my nine environments, and I'm not perfect in all of them. Like, Mm -hmm. great, because then you're the coach that I want to hire. Yes, you're on your way. Yes. Yeah, we like that. All right, number four reason to become a coach. The ability to design a business for your lifestyle. That is so awesome. I mean, that's why I picked out that picture for this page, you know, sitting on the mountaintop with his phone, his computer, he's coaching. At least that's what I say he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's, I've I've had that life. I have that life. I sit outside. I'm on, you know, sitting, looking out at the lake, and I've got beautiful trees and fresh air, and I'm coaching, and and my business is so perfect for my life and where I love to live and and my you know my environment and all the things and I'm adding value to others it's like it is happy making 
And that's how you play big in the inspiration economy is by loving your life so much, loving what you do. It just increases the value you add because not only are you providing the service, but you're bringing the energy of aliveness to people because you're just loving your life, loving your personal freedom, loving your uh, ability to know you can create a business anywhere, that you're adding value. It's, I mean, that is, that's a treasure right there. You know, and Dan, I think about you with all the craziness you've gone through with your mate in the last year. It's like, how would you have ever done that if you had a job? I wouldn't have had a job. Yeah, exactly. You, it would, no. would not have been possible. Seriously, seriously. I mean, I talk about that all the time in the Become a Coach game. I'm like, you can coach anywhere. Like, I, while we were going through the craziness, and this is this is a funny part of the craziness, uh, you know, uh, I would need some privacy in our interim housing. I would coach classes. I would teach classes and coach clients in a walk-in closet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, so if I can... If I can coach from a walk-in closet, you can coach from anywhere. Do that. I mean, back in the day, I taught many teleclasses and had many clients from a phone booth. There you go. I seriously did. <laughs> I mean, if I could, if I could co- teach a teleclass and then have a client from a phone booth at a community college campus, you could do it anywhere. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Uh, Reason number three to become a coach. Experience the joy of helping others thrive. As you expand their possibilities, yours expand times ten. There really is a special kind of joy that comes from helping other people thrive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When I first started, I made the mistake of scheduling um, across-the-country clients late at night, like 10 o'clock, with an appointment that ended at 11. Oh, that had to change because I couldn't sleep for five hours. Yeah, no way you could sleep. wound up. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. When we talk about lifestyle business, one of the things means you have to schedule your calls at times that are good for your sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. That is good. All right. Reason number two to become a coach, it fulfills your purpose to be of service to others. I mean, when you really think about what are we here on this planet to do, you could probably come up with a pretty short list of the ultimate reasons, and one of them would be to be of service to others. And that's part of your purpose. You're born with certain talents and gifts to share with others, and using your coaching skills and methods as a way to enhance the service you create for others, that is just so fulfilling, and and, and it helps you live a life where you know you're fulfilling your purpose, and that's, that's a great life to live. It is a great life to live. So that's cool. All right, last one. Reason number one. To become a coach. And I'm going to throw this note card away. (laughs) The pursuit of human greatness. 
as you raise the bar for your players, they will raise the bar for you. That is a big thing because as a coach, you are in the pursuit of human greatness for yourself and for others. And as you challenge people to play big, then they're going to challenge you to play big. And you, and you get this virtuous cycle of challenging each other in this fundamental pursuit that I think all coaches are a part of, this pursuit of human greatness. How great can human life be? That's an ongoing question we're always asking and answering with every person we coach. How great can human life be? That's, the, that's what we're up to. That's, just some, that's a nice list to remind us all why we're here. I love that list. I love the list, too. And if you need a bonus reason. <laughs> I want to hear the bonus. The bonus reason is because Google says so. it is true google practically runs the world so if google says so well then exactly since google practically runs the world and they say that the number one management principle at google is to be a great coach then that pretty much sums it up you don't need these 10 other reasons you just say well google said so so that must be it then So, yeah, and if you haven't read that article, we have to make that available somehow on the, uh, on the, Coach, on the Coachville blog. I keep forgetting to do that. I might, might have even done it already. I'll have to look. I'll make sure we get that up this week. There's a great, there was a great article on the New York Times. I talked about it on the show about the Google's um, eight management principles, and, and principle number one was be a great coach. So uh, Google is saying that coaching is an essential management skill, and uh, that's very exciting for us because we really can think of a lot of companies that we would love to get in, in there and uh, teach them uh, our coaching skills and methods, and that's something that we're definitely pursuing. So that's a lot of fun, too. Awesome. So, Coach Deanna, what would you yeah. like to share about to wrap up today's show? Um, I think that my big share is people go out and find yourself a team <laughs> um, because that's the most, I mean, we, we talked about a lot of things today, a lot of big things. Um, and still the team thing is resonating. So I just hope that everybody pays attention and goes out and finds yourself a team. So you're not carrying the baton yourself. It's, it's much easier if you got a group. Yes. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Size matters. <laughs> the size of your team matters. Be it a big team, we didn't have to walk as much. Yeah, exactly. Some people only did six or seven laps. Really? And how yeah. many laps did you do, Deanna? Please share with the group. Twenty. No. <laughs> how many? Twenty. Twenty laps? No, you did. You did eighty laps because you walked twenty miles. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I meant. I'm like, 20. No, I did 80. I did 80. And that wasn't the, the highest on my team. I think was, um, of course, she was young. She did Oh, somewhere. that matters. Yes. <laughs> she was like 
somewhere around 30 miles. Um, so, so actually one of the cool things that you do when you do this is there's one place that you stop during each lap and pick up a bead and add it to this lanyard that tracks. Um, and, and, you know, everybody's trying to see who has the longest length of beads. Yeah, right. You want to add to your beads. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. But there are there are some there were small teams and those small teams were doing an enormously large amount. Yeah, no question. Uh, yeah. And and the well, I mean, if you really if you if you did eighty beads, that means you walk twenty miles, which in uh you know, you can if you walk at a you know, kind of a leisurely pace, you can walk a mile in about twenty minutes. So you walked over six miles. Yeah, you walked over six, six. Yeah, I was there probably like. Or six hours, I mean. Yeah, I was there about nine and a half, ten hours. Um, so yeah, you definitely sometimes you walk leisurely. They play music, so there there's music interlude at the Freeway for Life, and you find yourself pacing based on what is playing in the moment. Yes, that's a very good point. It's just like when I'm driving. So the fa- the songs that I really loved, I found myself kind of whizzing around. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, you kind of get caught up. I mean, it's funny because that's an, that's a big idea with teams. You get caught up in the energy of the people that are walking with you at the same time. So there's different people on the track at different times. And if people seem to be going fast, you're suddenly going fast, and you're not even realizing it, and it seems effortless in a way. Mm. Like the times mm-hmm. that you're moving fast don't seem that different than when you're kind of doing slow and leisurely because it's how the rest of the group is moving. It's just like when you're in a car and you're with a bunch of cars that are all driving, somehow you suddenly realize you're doing 80 miles an hour because the rest of the group was doing 80 miles an hour. Um, so, you know, that's that's another team lesson is it does sort of, it paces, it, it's, you, you start to pace with whatever your team is pacing. Exactly. With. Pace with your team. So you want to have a team of of go-getters. Yeah, that's a big deal, because it's it certainly, I mean, the first part of the day, man, I was flying around that track. That's awesome. Was, we love that. It was like nothing. So a lot of lessons here. Be, have a great team. Your team will pace you forward. Add a bead to your lanyard, right? Yeah. Keep count by tracking your beads. So have a way of keeping score. So these are a lot of uh, things that, you know, that we talk about all the time. If you keep count of your beads as you walk around the track or keep score of your game as you play it, that will give you the motivation to keep going. You want to keep adding to your pile. Yeah. Every mile that you did, you got a different colored bead so you could see how many miles it was. Um, so the miles were purple, and it was all about how many purple beads I could get. Yeah, I love that. I'm an overachiever because I suddenly desired a lot of purple beads. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You fueled your desire for purple beads. <laughs> All right, folks, that is our show today. Little music. Ah, there we go. So that is our show for Playing Big in the World today with Coach Dave and Coach Deanna. I want to thank you for joining us here at the World Headquarters for the Play Big Revolution. This broadcast is copyright 2011 by Coachville LLC. Join us again in two weeks 
same time and place, both here on our phone lines and around the world on blogtalkradio.com. This is Coach Dave, the Play Big Maven, and we'll see you in two Mondays for our weekly boost. Bye, everyone.